Greetings to all my cool cats and cool kittens. They try to copy our style so they stay frostbitten. You are now tuning to the sounds of CFRE 91.9 FM and on the World Wide Web at CFREradio.com. It is your man DM Cool, and welcome to Cool Radio. What we doing? Yes, yes, welcome back to the show. You're now tuned to the sounds of CFRE 91.9 FM and on the World Wide Web at CFREradio.com. It is your man, DM Cool, and welcome back to Cool Radio. Oh, you didn't know? Your ass better call somebody! Indeed, indeed, tell a friend and tell a friend because we are back, back on the air after a week hiatus, and what a week it was because... There was a lot of things that went on during this past week, man, and I feel like I gotta, I gotta get to all of it as soon as I can, and basically somewhat of a rapid fire type of setting. So with that being said, I'm not gonna waste any more time, ladies and gentlemen. It's time to let that ish breathe. Let this bitch breathe. Yes, yes. Um, so first and foremost, let me start off by saying that. We hosted one of the most epic NBA All-Star Weekends ever. And I'm not just saying that because I'm from Toronto, but I think that that is, in fact, a fact. I mean, Friday night was dope with the Celebrity Game and the um, and the Rookie Sophomore Game as well. That was dope. I like the antics that Drake and Kevin Hart were pulling off on that Friday night. It was very fun, very uh, exciting for the fans. But then Saturday night, Jesus Christ. Um, first and foremost, that was... Arguably the best All-Star Saturday Night edition that I have personally witnessed myself because, first of all, you had the uh, you had the uh, the skills challenge between the the smalls and the bigs, and we haven't seen it in that format before. And it got competitive near the end when we had Isaiah Thomas in a sh- in a shootout with Carl Anthony Towns, and then that was pretty dope. And then you moved on to the three point contest, and people have been saying for weeks now, oh, you know, this should be the final event for All Star Saturday Night. This should surpass the dunk contest, blah blah blah. And people are only saying that because of the names that were involved with the three point shootout. Because guaranteed, if this is a three point shootout that involved like, I don't know, Jason Capono and like Mark Price and like all these like second tier guys, whatever, for example, then no one would be saying that. It's only because you had James Harden in it, you had Steph Curry in it, you had Klay Thompson, etc. Not to take away from it because it was actually one of the better shootouts in recent years. I mean, it got to a point where it was uh, what's it was uh, James Harden, it was J.J. Redick, and it was that the rookie from the Suns who had a three-way tie to see who would get into the final round. I mean, that's pretty intense itself, so that was a dope contest. But then... The dunk contest. Jesus Christ. Oh, my God. Um, they brought it. This is arguably the best dunk contest that I've seen in, in at least 10 years. And I'm being modest when I, said, when I say that. Many people were saying it was the best finals in the dunk contest since Jordan and Neek. Now, I was modest in saying that it was, it was at least better than, uh, what's it called, Desmond Mason and Jason Richardson. But after watching it about 15 more times after the contest ended... I got to say that it's on the level of Jordan and Neek. The name recognition isn't there, but who cares? Because I've been saying for years that it doesn't matter about the names. It matters about the game. And they definitely brought the game. I mean, the man sat in midair, Aaron Gordon. He's, he's, the man sat in midair for God's sakes, okay? And then you had Zach Levine imitating a Jedi just levitating in midair when he took off from the free throw line and put it through his legs. Like, the man literally took off from the free throw line first, waited about two seconds, and then put it through his legs and dunked it. I mean, 
you can't get you you can't be more impressed with that than than you were that Saturday night. Um, and then of course Sunday night, the All Star game itself. You know, there are some people who say you know it's not competitive enough. They don't play enough defense and. I understand where they're coming from, but at the same time, it's an exhibition game. It's a break during the regular season. These guys are, are having games like back-to-backs at times. Let them have fun. Let them screw around. Who cares? It's a glorified pickup game at the end of the day. We're not asking them to go all out like it's a MLB All-Star game because it actually has you know some pretenses to it. But this one is just something fun for, for the crowd. It's basically like going to a Harlem Globetrotters game. So I think people just need to chill out on that. Overall... Toronto hosted a very dope all-star weekend, to say the least. And before I go to commercial break, I just want to say real quick, um, because, again, a lot happened this <laughs> last week. Uh, Kendrick Lamar had an amazing performance at the Grammys. That was the only thing that I watched at the Grammys, and he just shut down the internet right then and there. So, shout out to Kendrick on that. But nonetheless, we have to get to our first commercial break of the day, and when we get back... We got my man, oh my Gotti, in the building. He is in the booth right now. We're about to talk to him around the 815 mark, and we're going to get to some music right now. So with that being said, we got to keep it Canadian as we always do. And this one is from my man, Audrick Rose, with no Fs given, so keep it locked. This is Cool Radio, and we'll be right back after these messages here. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the show. You're now tuned to the sounds of CFRE 91.9 FM and on the World Wide Web at CFREradio.com. It is your man, DM Cool, and welcome back to Cool Radio. Now, as promised, we do have our guest for the evening. This man is affiliated with the I Run TO brand, and we have had them on the show before, and they are welcome guests at the show at any point in time. You guys already know this. This man is an artist. He produces his own records. He has his own record label as well he wears many hats and he's wearing the proper one right now because i see the raptors logo on there hashtag we the north ladies and gentlemen it is my honor to introduce you to this man right here he goes by the name of oh my Gotti. Gotti, welcome to the show what's up what's up how you feeling brother i'm feeling good right now all right that's what's up that's what's up man um so for the people who don't know you know who you are man how can you explain to them who oh my Gotti is Yo, Omar Gotti is an artist from Toronto mm-hmm. that reps reps his crew, mm-hmm. reps reps this right, mm-hmm. writes my label and writes my crew, so I rep it to the full fullest, you know, mm-hmm. to the fullest extent, basically. Yeah. Absolutely. So you got introduced to music at an early age, man. So who or what got you introduced to it? Uh, yo, music got introduced to me by myself. I kind of like was just around the house, seen mm-hmm. a Michael Jackson bad tape. Mm-hmm. I was like, yo, what is this? I know I heard the name, you know? Yeah, but yeah. At the age, I didn't know really what it was. I put that in a cassette player, and I was yeah. like, yo, that was it. Yeah, was, there's a rap like, after what? that. <laughs> this is, Who's that? Missing, <laughs> Absolutely, man. Absolutely. Michael will do that to you, man. I'm telling you. Um, yeah. So you got introduced to Michael, and then basically... When it came to rapping specifically, you started around age 11, age 12. Yeah. So uh, which artist uh, do you attribute to you picking up the microphone? Yo, to be honest, it's not even an artist that made me pick up the microphone. Okay. You know, I, I went to the school, Carlton Village. Mm-hmm. It's in the West End, Midwest. Mm-hmm. And, yo, my teacher at the time, Miss Hamilton. Yo, shout out Miss Hamilton. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Yo, Miss Hamilton, like, yo, she took my class. It was like a grade. I don't know what grade it was, but she mm-hmm. took my class to a studio, like a full-out studio. Yeah. 
And she actually like told us to write our own rhymes. And okay. So, so we learned about the studio, and then we spit in the booth. And since that day, I was like, yeah, yeah. I could do this because my shit, my shit sound hot. Yeah, like, yeah we could do this. <laughs> Absolutely, yo! Shout out to Miss Hamilton. Actually, yeah, I have never gone to a field trip <laughs> to a studio before, man. I, I went to a, a funeral to, or sorry, not a funeral. Uh, I went to, uh, <laughs> uh, what's it called? I went to a field trip to uh, a fucking skating rink. You know what oh, I mean? Man. Like a skating rink. I would definitely trade that. For our studio booth any day of the week, man. That's crazy. Yeah. All right. So, um, not only like uh, are you immersed into like hip hop in general, but like you also took a crack at the battle scene for a minute as well. Mm-hmm. So, what was it about the battle scene that had you enthralled? Man, you know, battling. I love to watch battling. I love to. I used to love to be in it because yeah. you know it's like it's like it's like an adrenaline rush. Yeah, it's adrenaline rush. You're you're battling against someone you don't really know about. Trying mm-hmm. to come up with different concepts yeah. and punchlines, mm-hmm. and you gotta have like a dope delivery to mm-hmm. kind of entice the crowd. And I just love to be in that atmosphere. I like to, I like the creativity behind it, you know, because mm-hmm. like the punchlines, that's like my thing. I love to come up with punchlines as myself, and I like to hear clever punchlines. Yeah. You know? So, uh, who would you say is like your favorite punchline rapper? Then, if that's the case. Ooh. Punchline rapper. Because yeah. there's a lot, man. We got Cassidy. I'm have to say we two, got... Yeah. One is Cassidy, uh-huh. and I'm going to have to say Fabulous. Yeah, you know, I was thinking Fabulous as well. See, yeah. Fabulous has like the witty, the witty, slick punchlines, yeah. in my opinion. Cassidy has those like those blatant, disrespectful yeah, ones, but, but but Fabulous has those those cool, smooth ones, almost like a Big Daddy Kane yeah. or even like Biggie Smalls on like certain records, right? So, yeah. yeah exactly. Definitely. Um, So, I would say, as far as bottle rap goes, like, do you have a particular brand that you follow? Is it like KOTD? Is it Smack? Um, yo, I used to watch a lot of Smack, oh, Smack, yeah. but I, I I catch a lot of King of the Dot here mm-hmm. and there. You know, I seen ones with with um DNA and stuff like mm-hmm. that. And I was like, yo, that's pretty dope. Like these guys are snapping. Yeah, like, at the level when I was going at, they weren't even. It snapping was even like, like that. that. It wasn't even know? like that. Now it just went up. It evolved a bit. Yeah. Like. Now, like, people are living off of that. Mm-hmm. You know what I like about it? I like the fact that back in, like, let's say early 2000s, you had yeah. to freestyle, like, right on the spot. Yeah. Whereas now, these battle leagues, you're given about, like, three or four months to prepare. You can write as many yeah. things that you, that you want. That way, there's no excuses if if you don't happen to, you know, um, put out your best yeah, effort, exactly. you know, because you had time to prepare. So that's yeah. what I like about it, personally. Yeah, it's like premeditated murder. Right exactly. Then, you know? There you go. There you go, man. <laughs> So the first project you ever came out with was um, Loud Talk Volume 0.75. So what was the concept behind that? Yo, the the concept behind that was just like just to get heard because mm-hmm. I know I had a dope sound. And like I just mixed that with with everything that was going on in my life. And Loud basically like trees. You see blazing trees yeah. and alcohol. The, the cover of the <laughs> mixtape was like a bottle of like alcohol you know yeah, so it was yeah. just some it was just a mix of the both and uh just the want of being heard and mm-hmm. that equal loud talk mm-hmm. you know it was it just came with that that raw on it was industry beats all industry beats but it mm-hmm. was all raw well majority but yeah it was all raw so that's exactly that's loud talk yeah he just wanted to like showcase your talent and let the people yeah. know hey i'm here this is what i got take it or leave it kind of thing yeah exactly that's what's up man now um you uh are releasing a project later in the summer called perfect timing basically yeah so um what's the difference between perfect timing and then and then loud talk like where where's the uh the progression yeah, yo, Perfect Timing is basically a story. It's a story. It's like the evolution of Oh My Gotti. Mm-hmm. It, 
it takes you into different places, different outlets, makes you feel different ways. Mm-hmm. It's not a depressing album. Mm-hmm. Like to be honest, it's a pretty upbeat, and it has it has a background to it. So like, it it's just showing like how how I evolved as an artist from when I was doing the loud talk, want to be heard. Now I'm heard. So yeah, you know it's it's a bit more strategic. Exactly. And um, you're releasing that sometime in the summer. Yeah. Uh, so why why the summer in particular? Um, yo, Toronto right now is like obviously we just came off like a crazy All Star weekend, right? On flick. So it's so it's like yo, Toronto's really on a call right now. Mm-hmm. You know, we got artists like Drake out there, you mm-hmm. know, bringing attention to the city, and it's just like yo, I feel like it is the perfect time because like, like I am in a good place. I made some good connection with different people, and like mm-hmm. I like I feel confident in this project. This is this is a real real like historic project Mm -hmm. and you're going to be releasing it on your independent label uh right records um and from what i've noticed especially with this uh current generation pardon me indie seems to be the way to go basically so how has that benefited you uh with your music and your following and all that you know releasing stuff on like your independent labels like yo you get full creative control Mm -hmm. for your own stuff you know Cause sometimes, like if you're if you're with a a record label, they require so much different things, and it's like kind of feels like you're in creative prison, you know. Yeah. You gotta make some music for on their on what they they want you to do, and mm-hmm. that's if you have the right deal, of course. Of course, but yeah. Like I just find like I have more power and freedom because I have a strong fan base behind me. Mm-hmm. Like I don't really need a a record label. Yeah. I I just need my own team. Exactly. So that's why like. The indie way is really the right way. Mm-hmm. And the right music. Exactly. Yeah, there you go, man. <laughs> and earlier you said that, you know, this album, Perfect Timing, it's going to be historic, basically. Yeah. So what can the people expect from it? Like, what do you have on that album that's going to make us say, oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, like, yo, I have different different aspects for different different parts of, like, who I am. And like what oh my god he's about. So mm-hmm. like like I got the turn up, mm-hmm. I got the turn down, mm-hmm. like a little bit of everything. Like this ain't this is not the type of album that's gonna make you be calling your ex. <laughs> you know what I mean? This is a type of album Woo! this is a type of album that's definitely gonna have you like chasing your man crush and chasing your 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 yeah, hot your girl, girl on the yeah. Wednesday, you feel me? Yeah, yeah. So so definitely it got it got a little bit of everything that has to upbeat your life and get you going and get you through. So All that's right, why man. this is historic. Okay. Well, I'm looking forward to it. Definitely, man. So we're going to talk a little bit more about that later on, but <clears throat> before we do that, we got some games to get to basically, all man. Right. So we like to play some games with the guests, make them feel comfortable, make them feel at home all and all right, that cool, good cool. stuff. So we got a couple for you, right? So <laughs> this first one we got right here, man, this one's, uh, this one's been, you know, hot during the summer and like we, we've continued on with it thus far because of that. So this one is called cool or uncool. So basically, the track in the background we got is from an old school crew called uh, Diggable Planets, and this was their hit song in 1994 called Cool Like That. So of course we gotta have it in the background because we hear we're a cool radio, you know what I mean? Yeah. So basically, this is how it goes. I'm gonna give you some scenarios, and then you're gonna let me know whether they're cool or they're uncool. Right. Sound fair? Yeah, yeah. All right. And also, feel free to elaborate on why you think it's cool or uncool. So, first uh, first uh, topic, Beyonce's Super Bowl performance, 
cool or uncool? Yeah, that's cool. That's super cool. All right, all right. Um, Kendrick Lamar and his Grammy performance, cool or uncool? Yo, that's super duper cool. Right, right. What, what was one thing about that 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 performance from Kendrick in particular that stood out to you? Yo, the the fact that Kendrick just went up there and, and did that, you know, mm-hmm. like ain't ain't nobody really have the guts to go out there and, and do that besides Beyonce, of course. Exactly, yeah. But like Kendrick took the right platform to like you know make exactly this, make this slavery thing, you know, really get in people's face. So exactly. I respect Kendrick. And what I was surprised by the Grammy community is the fact that hip-hop doesn't really have a presence on screen during the Grammys. Like, during the commercial break, they may give the award to whomever, who, whoever's a rapper, what have you. But on TV, they reserve that for, like, all the other stars, basically. So I'm surprised that they had a rapper perform. They presented an award to a rapper, and they let him do that. Yeah, they like, probably didn't even know. <laughs> yeah, like, that is like, oh, this is what, this isn't what we did in rehearsal. Where are the flowers and the daffodils? What, the chains, what? Tribal dancers, what's going on, guys? Hector, what's happening? This wasn't in the script, damn it! <laughs> but no, that was that was a dope performance though. Like I have no words for that, man. That was crazy. It got me chills. But nonetheless, keep it moving, man. Um, do you, oh, and of course you follow Boss. See the, the Raptors logo on your hat and yeah, everything. Yeah, um, the Raptors not making a move on the trade deadline was that cool or uncool? You know what? I'm gonna have to say it's cool okay. only because like Toronto's really doing this thing right now like regardless okay. they don't really need nobody okay fair enough I can see it from that standpoint but I also do see it from the standpoint where we were kind of, we're well we're still in need of like a of a power forward like a legitimate power forward just cause yeah. we're not really that strong when it comes to the rebounding mm-hmm. and we weren't able to get that during the summer so I thought Masai was probably gonna make a play during the middle of the season yeah, basically I thought they were too I, to be honest I probably think they don't wanna really like Mess ruin with the, the chemistry. chemistry. Yeah. You know, adding one might just kind of switch things It up. could. And that's what I was thinking as well. But I was also thinking last year we were in that same predicament. Mm-hmm. And Masai said, nah, you know, you guys can still stay as a team. But then we kind of fell off the rails. Yeah. Not to say that that's going to happen again. Knock on wood, of course. But um, it's going to be interesting to see where they go. Like, I feel like this is like a make or break season. Like, we can't be bounced out of the first round again man like oh, it's, no. we can't we, I, I won't allow it man nah, yo, we need to win yo after after such a great all-star weekend we need to just win it all we need time, to capitalize bro. I agree we need to win 100% um Zach Levine winning the dunk contest cool Ooh. or uncool I know it's a tough one yo, that's hard to be honest I'm going to be honest. Speak your feelings. <laughs> I think it's uncool. You want to okay, know why? Okay, I, go I ahead. Seen, I seen dude just take the ball under his legs, yeah. and I was like, no. Is this, still, is this still going on? Right, right. It should have been done after that. It should have been done. To be honest, there should have been nothing else. Yeah. And I'll say this. To be fair, with that with that one dunk that Gordon did where he's sitting on it, yeah. that was his final dunk of like the final round, basically. Yeah. And that's when they got into the overtime. So he was probably thinking that's going to win it, but then they yeah. went into the overtime. I'll say this. I think it's both cool and uncool that they won. It's uncool because of how the judges judged it, basically, like yeah. near the final stretch. But with the final dunk that Levine did, he closed it off so that no one could question him as the winner of the dunk contest, yeah. you know what I mean? Because yeah. we've never seen someone take off from just after the free throw line and do between the legs. So that was yeah, crazy. That's on the hurdle. Exactly. That was like that's video game stuff right there. Yeah. But nonetheless, we have one more game to play with you, and this one is a mainstay. This one is called "I'd Quit the Game." <laughs> 
Every second, every minute, man, I swear that she can get it. All right, so you are the eligible bachelor. You are wheeling, dealing, kiss stealing, jet flying, limousine riding, all that cool stuff. True. However, there comes a point in every person's life Mm -hmm. where they got to quit the game. They got to settle down. They got to have the kids move into the white home with the white picket fence, tire swing, apple pie cooling on the windowsill, Spud (laughs) McKenzie looking dog, all that good stuff. If you had to quit the game, one of these two lovely ladies that I have handpicked today, who would you quit the game for? Would you quit the game for Jordan Sparks or would you quit the game for Rita Ora? The choice is yours, my friend. I'm going to have to go with Rita. Really? I'm going to have to go with Rita. Well, why, why, why Rita? Why Rita? Because to be honest, I seen a picture of Jordan Sparks the other day, like a couple of days ago. I was like, like, you know, she used to be that nice. But uh, I'm going to go with Rita. I'm going to just go with Rita. Sorry. You I'm know what? I'm the opposite, man. I would have gone with Jordan, man. Like, she looks sweet, man. I seen, the guy, I seen the guy. I, the, I, okay, let me, the, the photo I seen was actually with her and some next guy. So I was just oh, like, nah. Okay, okay, you know yeah, what I yeah, mean? I was like, nah. So. Fair enough. Fair enough. I don't know. Like, Rita, she's not, she's not bad. She's not bad. But, like, there's this one photo that I saw of her. It was like a like a... Breakdown. It was like a side by side breakdown of her and Sean Wayans in in White Chicks from yeah. like way back in the day. So that's why I kind of got turned off a oh little bit God. by that. But Jordan, she too sweet. Man. Yeah, she, don't don't show me that. I'll that, that, that. I know, right? You'll, you'll, you'll change your decision. Go back. <laughs> you'll change your decision. But we will be talking about Jordan Sparks later on in the show. Hashtag right. spoiler alert. But before we get to all that, we got to go to a commercial break. And as we're going into that, we're getting into your sick uh, single, which is called "Letter to Your Girlfriend." So. What can you tell us about that single before we play it? Yo, straight up, y'all. It's a letter for every girlfriend out there, y'all. Uh-huh. All right, then. And we'll leave it at that. So keep it locked. We'll be right back after these messages. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, it is your man, DM Cool. And you're tuned into the sounds of CFRE 91.9 FM and on the World Wide Web at CFREradio.com. And this is Cool Radio. I still got my man, oh my God, in the building. Say what's yeah, up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's up? You already know. And today, ladies and gentlemen, or tonight rather, it is time for Trip Talk. You already know how that goes. Three topics of three minutes, the latest and greatest that happened within pop culture. And we're going to discuss some. So with that being said, I'm going to give you the preface to all of them. So first up, there has been a big, big case happening between pop star Kesha and her manager and producer, Dr. Luke. Now, in case if you haven't been informed with what's happening, basically what is happening is that uh, Kesha is trying to get out of her contract with Sony because of allegations of Dr. Luke sexually assaulting her and raping her in the course of multiple years. Now, all this hasn't been proven yet, but she has been bringing this to the courts, and she feels that she is in an unsafe environment if she is associated with Dr. Luke. She has stated that she doesn't mind working with someone else, you know, as opposed to Dr. Luke as far as production goes, but nonetheless, she wants to sever all ties with him immediately following the trial. Now, Dr. Luke has come out and said that he has never touched her before in a sexual manner and likens her to that of a sister or a relative and also went on to say via Twitter that he has he has female family members and many female friends and he would never do something as disrespectful like that. So at the end of the day, we already know this three sides to every story. It's like your story, her story, and the truth, basically. We don't know where all this falls in line, but I'm in line to believe that Kesha is probably the one telling the truth because... First of all, we haven't seen her in how many years? Secondly, 
to make an accusation like rape is a very serious accusation. So I would hope to believe that she is right and that she did get raped. Of course, I don't want that to happen to her. But as far as what she is saying, I hope that this is correct. And thirdly, for someone to who wants to get out of their contract that badly, they wouldn't go that far to say that they've been raped just to get out of a contract. So I'm inclined to believe that this has happened to her and that she needs to get out of her contract ASAP. Um, so based on what you've heard in the story, what have you, what's your take on this? Man, from what I heard, like the last time she probably like released the album was like probably like 2012. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's been a big hiatus. And if that has been going on, like yeah. that's crazy. Like Exactly. Like that is crazy. Yeah. Um, Yo, it's difficult because you don't really know if if it is really hundred percent true or not. Mm-hmm. Coming from both sides, but like I'm gonna give her the benefit of the doubt yeah. though, because like you know, rape is a serious thing. Exactly, women get raped all the time and they don't say anything for years. You know, so exactly, it, it could be very much true. Yeah. So, that's a hard situation. It's a very hard situation because there's definitely some psychological factors that, that go into it. And I think um, basically as far as like a contractual thing is concerned, mm-hmm. I think the courts are refraining from breaking her from that contract because there's it's just a, a legally uh, bounded, bounded agreement that they've had for years, right? And yeah. she's still not done the terms of that contract. Yeah. Now, I can understand if she is still signed to Sony but wants to work with other people other than Dr. Luke, and I hope they can at least give her that. Um, only thing is, even if she does break away from Dr. Luke, she, he still gets, uh, he still has the rights to her publishing. So whatever she sells, he gets a piece of that pie, basically, just because of the contract. Yeah. But I feel as though Sony should be more humanitarian in this in this regard and just cut all ties, basically, because it now gives Sony a bad name. Because yeah. this isn't the first time that Sony's been involved in some sort of a fiasco. I mean, there's whole Michael Jackson situation, of course, and they're kind of involved with that as well. So I believe that if they don't want any more negative press, because they've already gotten some more negative press because of it, just sever all ties with her and just let her go on or go on her way and just make yeah. music with somebody else elsewhere. Yeah, if Sony's vicious, then you know they'll just let the contract stay. I know, right? And and like if that's like if she's saying that this person rapes her, like just just to get out of a contract, let her go. Just let her, let her go. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, just yeah. If let it's her not go. True, then yeah, just let her. exactly. Even whether it's true or untrue, let yeah, her go, man. Because because right? like yeah, like an artist is the property of a label. If we're gonna talk about it in those terms, but I think some human compassion also needs to be injected in this. I mean, artists have dropped, uh, sorry, labels have dropped artists from their label for whatever reason. Like, Wale got dropped from Interscope just because things weren't working out, right? Yeah. And, like, he didn't have to pay anything extra on top of that, but I think I feel like they should just institute that. Like, Sony is one of the five major record labels in America, and they have a, enough money to, you know, throw around, so just, yeah, just let, let the woman go, man. Let the woman go. Yeah, they need to, yo. Exactly. Yo, free Kesha, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, no, real talk. Like, real talk. Hashtag free Kesha, man. Free I Kesha, definitely yeah. co-sign that 100% because no one deserves to be going through that man or woman. So, hashtag free Kesha, That's indeed. That's record label prison. Exactly. <laughs> and this is why people go indie, man, honestly. But nonetheless, let's keep things moving, man. So, we were discussing Kendrick Lamar earlier with this uh, grand performance. And... Um, French Montana was on the radio earlier this week, and he basically said how the industry is trying to push the type of music that Kendrick Lamar makes, which is more, I guess, conscious, upbeat music, and they're trying to push that to the forefront, and they're trying to push out the street music 
that he is more orientated in as well as other artists as well. Yeah. And so basically, I think where he's coming from, I, me personally, I think I think he sounds bitter. I think he sounds bitter because <laughs> the music that he makes is very street oriented, and he feels as though there's not going to be any room for him to make any more money if his type of music is pushed to the side. Yeah. But what do you think about those statements? Like, like I could see, like to be honest, like there was a time like the lyrics kind of disappeared out of music. And yeah, it's just all you know, straight up hooks and tempos and you yeah. Know. So, like, Kendrick kind of bringing back that whole conscious stuff, and they want to mm-hmm. push that forward. Yeah. Like, I don't see anything wrong with it. I just see it like, yo, like, it was like that before, and, it, mm-hmm. you know, it's like, it's kind of like a cycle. It comes and goes. Exactly. Like, you know? So, I'm, I'm with it. It's whatever. It's, yeah. The people need to pay attention to what they're listening to anyway. Shoot. Exactly. And if you think about it on the flip side, record industries have been, or record labels have been pushing that same type of violent, destructive hip-hop content for the longest time in the mainstream. So, exactly. like you said, it's a cycle, so why not give the conscious guys a chance to make their music mainstream if that's the case? Because yeah. it bring it shines a brighter light on hip-hop, first and foremost. And secondly, with the way music is, is accessible nowadays, music is basically on demand. So you can listen to whatever type of music you want whenever you want. You don't have to depend on waiting to tune into the radio or yeah. having to wait till 106 in Park comes on or whatever the case may be. You can listen to it at your own leisurely time. Plus, the way I see it, I feel like street music has been getting pushed to the side slightly ever since Drake blew up. Because when yeah. he blew up, he was affiliated with some, with some street rappers, but at the same time, his content specifically wasn't street. So he was kind of like the beginning of that for this particular decade, I would say. Yeah. And then it's been making the transition ever since. But even then, trap music is still primarily the dominant sound within hip-hop. Yeah, of course. You hear that in the club, mm-hmm. radio. You hear it everywhere anyway. So yeah. You can't miss trap. You can't. And at the end of the day... French, he's never been commercially viable in the first place. So I don't see why he's complaining. Because normally, you're either going to hear his music on the internet, in the dance clubs, or probably even in the strip clubs as well. Because that's yeah. how music is getting passed down yeah, nowadays, French, apparently. French, French shouldn't even be worried, to be honest. He shouldn't. He's fine. Like, yeah. Like, you, he, has, he has a solid fan base. His sound gets played at, in strip clubs. Yeah. And strip clubs aren't closing anytime soon. Exactly. So, like, you hear it in the club. You hear it everywhere. So... Yes. I say, yo, let the let the conscious lyrics come through. Exactly. And, like, unless if there comes a day where heterosexual, hypersexual men become afraid of, of vagina and breasts, <laughs> then I don't see why the man should be worrying. He just yeah. sounds bitter from, from my standpoint. Yeah, but he just wants the extra money. Yeah, you know, he, he's bitter right now. Like, he, he has no reason to be bitter. Like... You were dating a Kardashian at one point, man. Like your money should be gold right life now. Is, life is set after that, right? Exactly. Or then again, maybe not. You know, let's ask Kanye and Lamar Odom. <laughs> I'm just saying. But um, anyways, <laughs> let's keep things moving, shall we? So, final topic on the deck. Oh, speaking of Kanye, actually. Oh, wow. So basically, Kanye has been on a rampage with rants and tweets Jesus. and what have you. So, his new album, uh, Life of Pablo, formerly known as Swish, formerly known as Waves, released last week. And this person right here on the mic has not listened to it. And I'm talking about myself. I have yet to listen to it. I will find the time to do it. I swear to God, I will. But 
he's been going on a rant about a whole bunch of different topics, namely Taylor Swift. Now, we all know when Taylor Swift accepted her award for, I believe it was Album of the Year, she kind of, you know, subliminally jabbed at Kanye stating, you know, there are going to be people, there are going to be some people who will undercut your success and take credit for what you did, basically. Yeah. Now, this derives from a line that Kanye said in one of his songs that was on the Life of Pablo album, in which he said, I made Taylor famous. Now, Kanye went on a rant and basically said how he had already talked to Taylor about that lyric in the song, and she kind of gave it the heads-up approval. But then fast forward, when they, when you go to her Grammy speech acceptance, she said she said all those things, and then Kanye was just going on stage to say, oh, you know, well, we talked about it backstage and we were cool about it, so she's out here lying. Taylor's lying. So, oh, my God, who here is telling the truth, in your opinion? Man. Yo, to be honest, yo, Kanye is amazing. <laughs> yo, he's hilarious. And, like, just, just the personality behind him. Yo, I'm going to believe Kanye. I don't even care. Really? Because at the end of the day, it's like, yo, Taylor Swift, like, Kanye didn't make Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift made Taylor Swift. True, like, Just true. Kanye's entertainment. Mm-hmm. Because he is an artist, he's an entertainer. Like just this entertainment, mm-hmm. entertainment and stuff. Like it's it's hilarious. Exactly. I, I find it amusing because it's like you know. I, obviously, I to me it's obvious that Taylor Swift made herself. She's up there with the Grammys by herself. Yeah. Kanye's not with her, you know. Yeah. So Kanye could say whatever he wants because Kanye Kanye needs. 30, $53 million. Oh, you know? God. Don't even get me started with that. Jesus. Don't even. Okay. Okay. You know what? All right. I'm going to break it down like this because I've been waiting a week to say this. When it comes to Taylor Swift, Taylor Swift was already had a large fan base. She had that MTV pop fan base. Yeah. Before Kanye. The country. Uh, be, yeah, exactly. Before Kanye uh, stage dived her, basically, she had that country fan base and she also had the young little uh, pop fan base as well. That was her fan base. She already had a large enough fan base. When Kanye upstaged her and did all that stuff, I think that's when the the um, the floodgates for pop culture kind of widened a little bit for her. So mm-hmm. she still had the star power, but I think a lot more attention was focused on her after that. Yeah. And I think um, you know uh, black people, yeah, hip hop was more exposed to her after yeah. that as well, especially. So I would definitely say that the black crowd was more exposed to her. And then after that, that's when she became a bit more pop oriented with her music. It wasn't just country. She was she blended a little bit of everything within her music as well. Yeah. Um, now, in regards to Kanye, whether who's lying, who's telling the truth. I want to believe Kanye, but this guy is suffering from verbal diarrhea so much as of late that I don't know if it's even wise of me to even believe him because he is now playing the role of the boy who cried wolf. It's like you talk and you talk and you talk, but like how much of the 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 excrement that's coming out of your mouth should we be forced to believe? You know what I'm saying? I know. Because you're here on Twitter asking for $53 million from Mark Zuckerberg, yet you are married to Kim Kardashian, whose net worth is $145 million. I think her app sold like 100 million. Right? So why are you asking money from people when at the same time, you are here complaining that you want to be your own boss, you want to... Um, you want to establish your own base, and you don't want to ask anyone for handouts, especially when it comes to to the Nike brand. Yet you're out here asking Mark Zuckerberg, someone you don't even know, for 53 million. You're asking your Twitter followers to to help you get in contact with him. 
But no, you're you're out here saying, oh, um, uh, Taylor Swift, I made her famous and all that stuff. Yeah, Kanye, shut the hell up, please. Like I, he does so much damage to himself. It's. Kanye, I want the old Kanye back. That's all yeah, I'm saying. I'm Kanye, sorry, Kanye should definitely probably number one probably go on Facebook and just you know private message Zuckerberg or something. Twitter probably wasn't the platform. It nah, it's, it hasn't been the right platform for him in, in quite some time. I don't know. There was no marketing strategies. Definitely not. Yeah, I'm gonna say this no as business well. Plan. I'm gonna say this. People are now saying that Kanye is trying to go crazy. I have been saying he's been going crazy ever since 808s and Heartbreaks. When this man, oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. When this man lost his mom, God rest her soul, he he a piece of him left. It's like, yo, I'm out of here, deuces. And he's been going crazy yeah. since. Now, what he's turned into now is like a full manifestation of his insanity, in my opinion. Because at least with the beginning stages of his insanity, he crafted great albums in 808s and Heartbreaks and and um, and uh, My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy. Those were great albums, in my opinion. Yeah, I like them. But when Jesus came out, oh, my God. That's when the crazy train was all aboard. <laughs> Choo-choo. Like, he left. He was gone. And then this guy starts putting out clothes that have holes in them like it was out of 50 Cent's closet. And he's putting them on sale for $5,000. Maybe that's why you're $53 million in debt, Mr. West. But no, he wants to ask money from Mark Zuckerberg. I don't know, man. Kanye, we don't believe you. You need more people. On that note, I think it's time to get old school. So with that being said, I think it's time for the old school track of the day, man. Uh, Gotti, are you ready to get old school with me? Oh, hell yeah. Let's All go. right, man. Let's, let's get old school real quick for that throwback Thursday track of the day. Let's hit it real quick. And like this. You already know, people. Hit me up on Twitter at DM underscore cool or cool underscore radio and let me know what old school track you want to hear. And seeing it is Black History Month, this is the final week of Black History Month. Uh, we have been going with the Black History Month theme, you know, for the for the entirety of the month. And, you know, we've been throwing it back to some classic um, funk and R&B and what have you. But we're going to take it back to hip hop now. Just so we can smoothly transition back into the old school side of things. And this record came from the first artist who was ever signed to Def Jam Records. And this record right here came out in 1984. I am talking about my man James Todd Smith, a.k.a. LL Cool J. And this is his hit and classic record, Bad. And when we get back, we have the Wankster of the Week. So keep it locked. We will be right back after these messages. Yeah. What's going on, people? It's your boy Femi Lassen and Nami. It's your man Bo Pinto at Bo Pinto. Jay Hood from the Toronto Argos. You are now tuned in. Cool, cool. Radio 91.9 FM. It's an amazing interview. I had an amazing experience. I had an amazing time. The best radio show experiences I've had ever. Stay tuned for the hottest news. Hip-hop, entertainment, and everything. Every Thursday at 8 p.m. Big shout out to DM Cool. Good vibes. Love it, man. You're famous. I love it. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the show. Um, you're now tuned to CFRE 91.9 FM and on the World Wide Web at CFREradio.com. It is your man, GM Cool, with Cool Radio. And forgive me if I sound a little bit flustered right now, because um, back, you know, off, off the record, we were just talking more and more about the idiocy of Kanye West. But nonetheless, uh, I still got my man, Oh My Gotti, in the building. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You already know. And uh, it is about that time of the show that you guys have been waiting for, and I will not keep you guys waiting any longer. So without further ado, let's get to it, shall we? <clears throat> and it goes a little something like this. 
Who has been crowned the captain of Coonery this week? Who has entered the shallow walls of the Hall of Shame this week? Ladies and gentlemen, it is time for the Wankster of the Week. The Wankster of the Week goes to none other than recording artist Sage the Gemini. Now, this artist, you know, whether you know about him or not, is getting the wankster because of his use of verbal diarrhea. Maybe not to the extent of a Kanye West, but nonetheless, just enough to make Pepto-Bismol want to give him an ad of some sort, basically. Now, he was the latest man to be dating the lovely and talented Jordan Sparks, okay? Now, what happened was, I guess there was some infidelity involved in the relationship on his part, and he and she decided to call things off. Now, he went on Instagram and gave her, you know, a heartfelt apology of what happened during the relationship and said some things to the lines of, you know, you're my you're my world, you're my everything. You know, there are days where I could call you at three in the morning and you're rushed to my bedside even though you were sick. This, that, and the third. Like, he basically emoted his feelings towards this woman. So we're thinking, okay, you know what? He, he's trying to get her back, whatever. It happens. It is what it is. C'est la vie. But a couple of days later, on a leaked phone conversation with his ex-fiance, whoever that woman is, he went on to disparage these comments and actually dismay the name that is Jordan Sparks and basically stated things like she was so annoying sometimes I feel like I wanted to shoot her like she couldn't understand me this girl is out of her mind etc 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 and this is my thing right here you can't have it both ways Sage the Gemini um you you can't say you love someone and then you are annoyed by them basically you can't beg for someone's forgiveness and then throw it back in their face afterwards because right now you're making her decision to break up with you look like a genius one indeed because you sound bitter you sound like one of those jamaican nudes in the club that get that get embarrassed by a girl who doesn't want to dance to them and then they go tell the girl to suck herself or whatever the case may be you are acting like one of those jamaicans right now all right you're it's it's a bad look for you right now basically it's so bad that Geminis don't even want to claim you. They're basically telling you to take the Gemini out of your name and just call yourself Sage the Idiot. So, with that being said, Sage the Wankster, um, you definitely deserve this Wankster. You should focus on making music. Uh, you should focus on not being in relationships. And you should focus on knowing when and when not to say things because right now it is a bad look for you. Like I said before, Geminis do want to claim you. They don't want nothing to do with you. They'd rather you be a cancer because you are acting like a cancer to their zodiac symbol. So with that being said, do you deserve this wankster? Of course you do. And I'm about to drop it on you one more time, just like this. Hit him 50. Oh my God, what is your take on that? Oh man, yo, he ain't a Scorpio either. Indeed, I could have said it better myself, man. <laughs> now, before we end off the show, um, what things do you have coming up in the future? Any shows, albums, anything of the sort? Yo, just, yo, if if anyone wants to get to know Oh My Gotti, yo, go on Facebook, type in Oh My Gotti, O-M-Y-G-O-T-T-I. You'll mm-hmm. see my, you'll see everything. You'll see my video. I released a video to the song that was played today, Let It To Your Girlfriend, so go check it out. Mm-hmm. I have a next video coming you will see it within the next like month or two. Mm-hmm. It's gonna be crazy. So yo, just keep a lookout for Oh My Gotti. Yo, I'm here. Absolutely, absolutely, Gotti. 
Uh, thank you so much for coming through to the show. Thank you. You're more than welcome to come through anytime. You already know. You're already part of the I Run T.O. fam, so you already know what it is Shout when it comes to, to that. There we go. There you go. Shout out to K. Cooch. Shout out to Lefty. You already know how that goes. Yeah. And also, um, for all you listeners, man, you already know how, how the deal goes, man. Uh, tune in uh, every week on a live basis, as you always do. And also, make sure you hit up uh, Cool underscore Radio on SoundCloud and on Twitter and also on YouTube for any content that you may have missed throughout the past week. Hit me up personally at DM underscore Cool. Let me know what you guys think, as you always do. And we have a hot month of March coming through. I promise you guys it's going to be spectacular. I will keep you posted on all that and everything in between. But right now, we've got to go. And you already know how that goes, man. Uh, cool Radio is a division of Cool Click Media and Entertainment, reminding you each and every day that we are out here creating our own legacies. Keep it gravy and wavy. We are out of here. Peace. Cool.